Welcome back to Deconstructing Crypto, a podcast with me, Todd Fishman, and my colleague, Gene Angolia. This is now our seventh episode. As we detailed in our prior client alert in SEC versus Ripple Labs, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission alleges that Ripple Labs and two of its executives raised over $1.3 billion through an unregistered and ongoing digital asset securities offering, um, XRP. On July 13th of this year, District Judge Annalisa Torres of the Southern District of New York issued the long-awaited decision on the party's motion for summary judgment concerning whether XRP constitutes a security under the Supreme Court's Howey test. In a headline ruling, the district court determined, and this is a quote, XRP as a digital token is not in and of itself a contract transaction or scheme that embodies the Howey requirements of an investment contract. Rather, the court examines the totality of the circumstances surrounding defendants' different transactions and schemes involving the sale and distribution of XRP. In the court's order, District Judge Torres held that institutional sales of XRP to sophisticated individuals and entities constituted the unregistered offer and sale of securities in violation of Section 5 of the Securities Act of 1933 and granted summary judgment on this point to the SEC because institutional buyers purchased XRP directly from Ripple pursuant to a written contract. Still, and perhaps more consequentially, Judge Torres held that Ripple's sale of XRP to the general public through algorithms and exchanges and other distributions did not constitute an offer and sale of an investment contract granting summary judgment on those separate points to Ripple. Almost immediately, the Ripple decision created a number of waves and cross currents through the crypto ecosystem. Foremost, in the separate action brought by the SEC against Terraform Labs, District Judge Jed Rakoff, also of the Southern District of New York, issued the decision on the defendant's motion to dismiss that directly joined issue with Judge Torres's analysis and largely rejected her reasoning in the Ripple decision. Judge Rakoff found that as alleged, the Terraform stablecoin UST and the related Luna token are investment contracts for all purposes within the meaning of the U.S. securities laws. In particular, Judge Rakoff did not accept the premise that a court must restrict its Howey analysis to whether the tokens themselves, apart from any of the related various investment protocols, constitute investment contracts. He cited the Supreme Court authority for the proposition that a court deciding whether a given transaction or scheme amounts to an investment contract under Howey must analyze the substance and not merely the form of the party's economic arrangement. As a result, Judge Rakoff ruled that both the UST and the Luna coin were pitched to investors not as standalone stablecoins, but primarily as yield-bearing investments whose value would grow in line with the Terraform blockchain ecosystem. In this regard, and directly contrary to the Ripple analysis, Judge Rakoff declined to draw a distinction between these coins based on their manner of sale, 
such that coins sold directly to institutional investors are considered securities, and those sold through secondary market transactions to retail investors are not. Judge Rakoff reasoned that Howey makes no such distinction, and whether a purchaser bought the coins directly from the defendants or instead in a secondary resale transaction has no impact on whether a reasonable individual would objectively view the defendant's actions and statements as evincing a promise of profits based on their efforts. Thereafter, and within days of Judge Rakoff's decision, Coinbase in its own Southern District of New York action filed a motion to dismiss the SEC's civil complaint. Coinbase attempts to leverage the analysis in the Ripple decision to defeat the SEC's claims that have violated the securities laws by facilitating secondary market trading in various digital assets, while at the same time arguing that Judge Rakoff's analysis is not correct. Gene, so where does this all leave us? Yeah, that's a lot, Todd. Uh, here's some points to consider and watch over uh, in the next weeks and months, and and then I want to talk briefly about one major enforcement action that was brought just in the last week. So first, the SEC is seeking interlocutory appeal of Judge Torres's order. Judge Rakoff's decision creates a clear doctrinal split within the Second Circuit that calls for a prompt resolution by the Court of Appeals. And in a request on August 9th, the SEC sought permission from Judge Torres to seek interlocutory appeal of her order, uh, and the parties are gonna brief that. The SEC specifically cited the, quote, intra-district split that has already developed, unquote, given Judge Rakoff's ruling. So market observers will be tracking whether individual judges line up behind the analysis of Judge Torres or the analysis of Judge Rakoff as various courts start to weigh their analysis in their own digital asset cases and as we wait to see where the Second Circuit lands, if it does. Second, any comfort that digital asset trading platforms and exchanges had placed in the Ripple decision has now at least been undermined and deep uncertainty remains as to whether platforms and exchanges can continue to list and facilitate trading in unregistered tokens and stablecoins. Third, market observers also will be tracking the impact of Ripple in the various criminal cases involving digital assets. This includes, one, the indictment against Alex Mashinsky, the founder and former CEO of now bankrupt cryptocurrency lender Celsius Network. Just last month in July 2023, Mashinsky was charged with seven criminal accounts which included securities fraud. And so we'll have to watch to see what happens there. One interesting aspect as it relates to timing in the criminal case is that we're likely gonna see the securities laws issues as it pertains to Mr. Mashinsky heard before any ultimate ruling is issued in Ripple. And so we may very well be in a scenario where you've got in the criminal case, a court weighing in either behind the analysis of Judge Rakoff, behind the analysis of Judge Torres, or perhaps taking a, a third path um, before we get clarity from the Second Circuit. And then, just focusing on the last week, we've got another recent major enforcement action, this time involving the founders of Tornado Cash, 
which the government described as, quote, a cryptocurrency mixer, unquote. On August 23rd, 2023, the founders were charged criminally by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York with conspiracy to commit money laundering, conspiracy to commit sanctions violations relating to North Korea, and conspiracy to operate an unlicensed money transmitter business. The alleged sanctions violations are charged under the International Economic Emergency Powers Act. One defendant was arrested, the other is not in custody. So that's a brand new criminal enforcement action that we'll be watching closely in the weeks ahead. That's it for this episode of Deconstructing Crypto. Uh, stay tuned for episode eight in the coming weeks.